Welcome to Piedmont Arts. I'm Rachel Stewart. The Charlotte Bach Festival presented by Bach Academy Charlotte is back June 10th uh, through 18th after a pandemic-forced hiatus of two years. The festival promises concerts of Bach masterworks, recitals, and several educational experiences. Here to talk about it all is Scott Allen Jarrett, who's the artistic director of the festival and Bach Academy Charlotte, and also one of the nation's leading teachers and interpreters of the vocal works of Johann Sebastian Bach. He's been with WDAV a number of times to help us uh, learn a little bit more about Bach, so it's great to have you uh, joining us today. Thank you so much, Rachel. This has been a highlight to have these conversations with you over the years. So um, in some of the stuff I've read, it's referring to this as the best Bach festival yet. Why is that? <laughs> well, we want everybody that comes into contact with this music and with our performance to feel completely uh, welcome and that the experience is accessible to anybody. So we have our daytime uh, series called the Bach Experience. Typically, where in past uh, years where we take a single cantata of Bach, which is usually about 25 minutes or so, give or take, and I, with the musicians, will speak to the audience about what to listen for, and we give some demonstrations, and we you know, talk about the, the musical components and the theological components, and take a little break, and then perform the piece, and um, it just gives people a little more vocabulary and access to this extraordinary music. For the first time, um, we are teaching, uh, in the Bach experience, over three sessions instead of two, uh, the full St. John Passion of Bach. There is so much extraordinary information, movement by movement, to to learn and to study in this piece. And I thought, let's put it on the educational series. So I'm excited about that. We are adding venues to this festival. And then I'm so excited to announce a partnership with Queen's University. Our final concert will be in the newly renovated, stunningly gorgeous Levine Theater of the Sarah Belk Gambrell uh, Performing Arts Center. And we've added a fourth Bach experience Wednesday of the week of the festival, which will be in collaboration with Queens University Singers, and uh, it will make our partnership with Queens even more robust. So you've got a little more going on this time. I, I would say. One other important thing to, uh, to say and share with listeners is that for the first time in the Bach Festival, we are adding music not by Bach. The opening concert weekend at that performance, we will it'll be the inaugural performance of our newly founded Bach Academy Orchestra. And about six months ago, a little more, we announced uh, the appointment of our concertmaster, Aislinn Noski. Uh, Principal Cellist Guy Fishman and Principal Keyboard Player Nick Haig to form and build a very, very fine world-class uh, period instrument ensemble to perform alongside the Academy Cantata Choir. And there's no better repertoire to build a Baroque ensemble than to start with Italian Baroque. So the concert opens with Antonio Lotti's Credo in F and then Bach's A Minor Violin Concerto and then after the intermission, there's one of the greatest pieces that many people have never heard of, Handel's Dixie Dominus, choral music for rock stars. I mean, it's just absolutely virtuosic, top to bottom, uh, for a Baroque orchestra of strings and chorus from Handel's period when he lived in Rome before he went to England. So adding other composers other than Bach that will uh, enrich and uh, enliven our experience and um, 
uh, also uh, acknowledge the significant introduction of uh, a top-level um, orchestra alongside the Katana Bar. So this orchestra, they're going to be obviously here for the festival, but do you, uh, will they be playing in the season that's coming up as well? Yes. You know, historical performance in the United States is challenging because we're such a geographically large and diverse place. And so if you want somebody who can play violoncello piccolo, which Bach calls for in a handful of important pieces, uh, you might need to reach out to three people in North America that have that instrument and that can not only have the instrument, but play it in a way that you would might want to hear it. And so what we are seeking to do is appoint leadership at the uh, of the orchestra to help them build a roster. And these are just absolutely world-class folks who bring you know an approach to their instruments and an abiding passion for the value of the music. Wow, so that is a very significant um, development. And you're talking about uh, needing some specialized players and, and instruments and things like that from time to time. And before we started recording, you were telling me that you're uh, actually the the courier slash gopher for a special couple of instruments and player. You want to tell us about that a little bit? Well, putting on a Bach festival is so many complications around it. And one of my areas of interest with Bach is his almost obsession with instrumentation limits, availabilities, thresholds, you know, above and below which they could play or do or whatever. And uh, when he moved to Leipzig, he worked with an instrument maker and just they created new instruments that um, have a short shelf life. And most of them, if anybody's heard of them, they only exist for this very slim repertoire. And so I think he comes to that because he's an organist. You know, as a musician, he would walk into a church and sit down and just start playing. And he would draw different sounds and stops and would, you know, just assess what does this room do with this sound or this, this sound is different than the one down the street or whatever. His approach then to orchestrating is quite similar. He is wonderful variety and imagination when he's orchestrating. So when he set about writing the John Passion, which is the most significant piece that he had written to that day, he has quite an economy in terms of the number of players. Um, he uses two flutes, two oboes, bassoon, and strings. But if you look just a little deeper, you'll realize that the oboes have to play oboe da more also and oboe da cancha, sort of the alto and tenor versions of that instrument. And the flutes, were kind of a new thing. Before Leipzig, if you saw a flute, it usually meant recorder. The traverse flute was an innovation and uh, it becomes more prominent uh, from this point on in the repertoire. But there are two movements where Bach uses this instrument called a viola de more. And a viola de more, at first glance, it looks like a violin. You hold it under your chin it's played with a bow in the same kind of way, but it has, instead of four strings, six strings. Some of them have seven strings. And as a result of the number of strings, the bridge that holds the strings up is a little higher and a little bit rounded. And the peculiar thing under that bridge of strings is a set of much smaller, you can hardly see them, sympathetic strings that vibrate you know, alongside. So if you were to 
look at a cross-section of the instrument, it looks like a rainbow. And Bach uses two of these instruments that play essentially in parallel thirds the entire time. So the, the notes on the page also look like a rainbow. And the two pieces that use this particular instrument talk about how the, the stripes on his back uh, from being the scourging of Christ represent a new covenant, a new rainbow. And the very instrument that he chooses is laden with this rainbow symbolism, as well as the notes on the page, the way they look. And then there's even the fabulous word in German for rainbow, Regenbogen, in the aria that's sung. So it's just astonishing. And to perform the piece without a chance to uh, reveal to the listener some of this kind of um, intrigue and the depth of, de uh, depth of detail that um, you know, Bach took in considering all these things, it seemed a missed opportunity. So um, now Maureen Murchie is going to play principal viola in the orchestra. She lives in Manhattan. She is an expert on the viola de Mori, and she happen to have, happens to have two instruments. So, um, but we can't travel with them or ship them. So I'm going to pick them up in Manhattan and drive them down. We also have portative organs and theorbos that we're trying to, you know, situate and get from Baltimore. Our principal timpanist, uh, Jonathan Hess, lives here in Boston, and we are using a set of Baroque drums that live in Washington, D.C. Wow, a lot of logistics here. And you have, uh, for all the right reasons, and it'll be a good thing, but you've complicated <laughs> your job <laughs> putting this festival together. Nobody goes into music for, um, for the money of it, but um, the, the music is such a boon for the soul. And like the psalm says, I lift my eyes to the hills, and lately I, I can't figure out what hill to look to. I can't find that. The world is so tough, and it makes it almost impossible to find that hill to look to. And uh, when we performed for the first time post-pandemic um, uh, in April, it was revealed to me where that hill is. And I thought, ah, this is it. This is, what, this is what we're missing. When you have the concentration of the talent and then the patrons and um, audience members who share a passion for the music, it's all an exponential thing that happens in the room. So if you haven't been, get your festival pass and, um, and, and join us. Well, it sounds like it's, it's going to be great. And, um, you know, we're all sorry we had to take a couple years off, but I'm really glad that you're able to come back like this, um, really with, with a bang in a way. Um, yeah, a, I mean, there's a, there's a contour to the week. Um, it's, we start on a Friday night and the next Saturday night. And as I said, we open with real Baroque fireworks, with real brio, uh, with the handle and the Lottie and the violin concerto. And then we get, you know, the, the real meal on the plate with the John Passion taught in those three segments with Actus Tragicus. And uh, then a fabulous celebratory evening at the end with the Easter and Ascension oratorios, maybe a little handle for surprise in the middle. Um, but there are there are some other opportunities as well. We have um, um, Al Christ, a Canadian organist who's giving the recital at St. Peter's Uptown on Sunday night. Tom Burge of Charlotte Symphony WDAB fame is uh, uh, with his trombone and three other horsemen to uh, do Bach at the Brown House. Uh, They're all trombonists, right? 
I think they're all trombonists, yes. I'm not sure what Tom has up his sleeve, but he is deep. <laughs> and that's always a, always an exciting moment. Guy Fishman, our principal cellist, is going to play the first and second orchestral, um, sorry, excuse me, cello suites of Bach, but outdoors with the laser light show. And I can't wait to see what that's going to look like. Well, Scott, this is, it really is amazing. And congratulations to you and Bach Academy Charlotte for really, I mean, you're a young organization and you're already accomplishing quite a bit and bringing a really special experience to the Charlotte region. So congratulations on that and thank you. Thank you very much, Rachel. Very quickly, as we close, can you um, tell people what they need to do to get tickets or information? So the best thing to do and the easiest thing to do is to go to our website, which is bacharlotte.com, Mark Academy Charlotte, bacharlotte.com, and the, uh, the schedule is listed there. You can purchase tickets for individual concerts, but the best thing to do is to get yourself and your whole family a full season pass for the full festival, get a lanyard in your pass so you can just come and enjoy and immerse yourself in the experience and fortify your, your nourish your soul uh, for, for another year until the next festival comes around. Well, thank you so much uh, for chatting with us again on Piedmont Arts. And Scott Allen Jarrett is the artistic director of the Charlotte Bach Festival that's coming up June uh, 10th through 18th and he's also the Artistic Director of Bach Academy Charlotte. For Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart.